Good morning, everybody, and welcome to St. John's Bible Breakfast Discussion. My name's Kirk, and I've got with me Ella and Andy. Hi. Hi, guys. How you doing? Um, Have you got mugs this morning? I brought just good old H2O. No. No mugs. I nearly didn't, but I I was up at six o'clock with my daughter. Just keen to start the day, and so I had a coffee like two hours ago. Um, and I wasn't going to bring a mug, but then I got an express delivery, and this is a this is a present from my former workplace, uh, and it's it's uh, an Andy mug. <gasps> no you way! Your, have your name on a mug. Source of profound wisdom and foresight. So we'll hope that uh, that stays true uh, this morning. Um, the other <laughs> side, you're though, setting is, the bar high. <laughs> yeah, the other side though. Hopefully this won't happen. This is a chat, a screenshot of our chat from our work. Uh, be right back. B just did a massive fart. Could be a shot. It was. <laughs> so, real life. So that was yeah. That's, that's real. So hopefully we don't have any shots this morning. For those who don't know, a shot is a, a fart and a a poo. poo. Yeah. Keep it PG. Um, <laughs> yep. So that was one morning when uh, B was joining us for a meeting. Um, yeah, B's not here though. She's well, she's she's on the photo there, but she's I don't know, she's somewhere else. So it doesn't really affect us if she does a poop. So anyway, that's my morning. <laughs> yeah, and Ella brought her pen instead of her mug. So that's that's all right. I mean, Great. it's you know, it's a, it's a bit of yeah. We haven't started that well, but I think you know, <laughs> you know, it's, we can we, we can, can get go going. Up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with what we do <laughs> in this morning, we would like to just have a chat about uh, the book of. Luke, in particular, from the New Testament, uh, one of the biographies of Jesus, and that's what we're going to do today. So if you've got a Bible with you uh, or a Bible website or a Bible app, if you're able to open two apps at once, if you're watching on your phone, however you can make it work, uh, do join us. Luke chapter 5 is where we're at, and we're going to read from verse 17 today. We'll do that in a moment. Uh, We do encourage you to uh, engage with the chat. If you've got access to YouTube chat, we'd love your questions and your thoughts as we go through. Andy's going to be monitoring that and he'll just throw that in, uh, throw in thoughts from the chat as we go through. We love to include your thoughts. If you're watching live, uh, if you're not watching live, you can't contribute to the chat, but uh, you can see what other people have thrown in, which is great. Um, uh, also, we encourage you, you don't have to watch us the whole time. We realise screen fatigue is a real thing. So do chuck us on while you're getting breakfast, doing your morning stretches, getting ready for schoolwork, that sort of thing. Uh, but, um, you know, just come back, pop something into the chat and then continue about what you're doing in the morning. We understand that that's how we've designed it. You know, we're not going to put up slides or anything like that. Uh, the idea is that we put uh, this show in with your morning routine, however that works for you. So, uh, Ella is going to pray for us and read this morning's passage, and then we'll get into our discussion. So, over to you, Ella. Awesome. Heavenly Father, give us wisdom and understanding as we listen to your word. May we know you better, love you more, and learn to please you in all we do. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So, I'm going to start at verse 17 of Luke 5. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judah and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men were carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him to the house to lay him before Jesus. 
When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Thanks, Ella. So we'd like to retell the story in our own words just to make it stick. Uh, that task falls to me this morning. Uh, this is one that is this is a popular story for um, Christian uh kids' books to retell for younger audiences. So I think we have three or four different versions of this come through our house uh, for our kids. My kids are five and eight um, at different, in different ways. Uh, so I'm pretty familiar with this one. It's like a healing story with, with a quite a, a very, pretty interesting twist, actually. Um, so Jesus is teaching. It's a crowded place. Um, obviously, he's very popular at this point. He's got, getting a lot of people come to uh, listen to him. He's in a house that's just chockers. No one can get in. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I mean, the, the thought of that in our current pandemic situation, a crowd <laughs> being that packed into a place that you couldn't even squeeze through the crowd, um, you know, is a bit confronting, but that must have been the sort of crowd it was. Um, but these guys obviously know that uh, that uh, Jesus is a healer. They've got this friend who's paralysed. Uh, one of the books calls it uh, their, the, this guy's four fantastic friends and they really want this guy to be healed. So they find a way in, which is through the roof. So I assume they do some vandalism to get uh, through the roof. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how the roofs work then. Maybe they're easy to repair. Maybe they're not, but... And they lower him down. And Jesus' response, first response is not to actually heal the guy, but to say that his sins are forgiven. There's a bit of a twist there. You don't, you're kind of just expecting that he'll be healed and miracle, great, happy ending. Uh, that's not what happens. And then the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, so these like senior Jewish uh, leaders, they believe in God, uh, they'll be experts in the Old Testament, the Pharisees, uh, sort of a, a section of the Jewish community who are quite strict followers of the law. Uh, they, we get an interpretation of the author there that they think that what they know what Jesus has said is blasphemy. Uh, it's wrong. Um, only God can forgive sins. Jesus is putting himself in the position of God uh, by saying that this guy's sins forgiven. So, um, Jesus picks up on this. He he knows that they're not going to be happy with what he said. And so he talks to them about it, has a conversation with them about forgiveness and about healing and what's easier. And uh, he basically says that he has the authority to forgive sins. 
and then he demonstrates, his, which is a very powerful thing to do, um, to godlike power. Uh, and then he demonstrates he has another godlike power, which is to heal people who are paralyzed and heals the guy who's been paralyzed uh, for, is it his entire life or? Um, oh no, he is paralyzed anyway. Uh, and the guy gets up and and uh, he's completely healed. And uh, everyone's amazed and praises God. And it does finish with that happy ending, even though it came a little bit later and in a little bit different way to what we're expecting. <laughs> Story over. Okay, so <laughs> um, we'd love to start with two questions. What does this passage teach us about God or and or Jesus? Um, and what does this passage teach us about people? There's plenty going on. <laughs> no shortage of stuff. Uh, there's a good reason why this passage is put in kids' stories, I think. It's actually got it's a, it's a great one to put in kids' stories, I think, actually, because whilst it, it's an interesting story for kids to think about, it does actually have plenty to say about Jesus. It's not just like a, a cool story for kids. It actually says some significant things about Jesus, who he is, and what it means to follow him. So looking forward to this discussion. What do you guys reckon? If you've just joined us, Luke chapter 5, verse 17 through to 26 is what we're looking at. Uh, I like I like that it's uh, like it's unexpected. Like, like you know, obviously the paralyzed man and his mates are, are asking for one very specific thing, which is physical healing. Uh, and Jesus is like, well, I've got something better actually. Like, you know, your sins are forgiven. Um, and it's it's that. Yeah, the unexpected thing that Jesus does every now and again that um, he offers you something better. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if the guy, I wonder how the guy was feeling when Jesus said that. <laughs> you know, he's going, oh, we're through with, we got through the roof, going to be healed. And then all of a sudden it's like, your sins are forgiven. Like, you know, I wonder what his mindset would be like. Possibly he would have been like, yes. Uh, or would he have been, cool, man. Yeah, I, mean, I was hoping yeah. for healing. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's great. Like, thanks. But, like, my legs still don't work. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other, Go, Ella. The other thing is, like, um, Jesus just, we just read that Jesus healed the man with leprosy. And then in this, in verse 17, in the first verse, it says, the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Why does the author choose to say that there? Like, for me, it's like, yeah, he just healed the man with leprosy. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I guess he, he's, he's, he moved, he's moved villages, has he? Or that's not clear. Maybe, but yeah, I think it's just unclear. interesting that he chooses to say, like the author chooses to say that here and not in any of the other stories from what I know. Is it sort of saying that Jesus was healing the sick in that particular meeting? Maybe. Yeah, true. Because that would make sense of the friends, the four fantastic friends going, let's get this guy and bring him 
and that that would make sense of why they're so committed to even breaking through the roof. Like if it was just a teaching session and there was no healings happening, it wouldn't make as much sense that they'd break in. Whereas if word's spreading throughout the village that like there's some healings going down, then that would make sense that, okay, we're getting in there, you know, like look, look, that guy was sick, you know, <laughs> and he's walking it out and, you know, and she, she could, you know, she had sores all over her before and now she's fine. So they both just come out of that, that, that house where Jesus was. So you're going, you know, we're getting you in. So maybe it's sort of saying this was a healing sort of time because there were moments where Jesus wasn't healing, I guess, as much. Um, one thing that's, that can be helpful to do when um, there's, you know, a, a line that you, you're not quite sure what it means and stuff is to check other translations. Um, so mm. I've just had a look at the NIRV. We're looking at the NIV. New, our one is the new international version. The NIRV is the new international reader's version. Um, and that line uh, in where it says in our Bible, um, the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Uh, that same line in the NIRV is um, they heard that the Lord had given Jesus the power to heal the sick. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess what we've been talking about is, is probably right, that, yeah, Jesus has been doing lots of healing. Um, you know, word's gotten out that, that that's happening. So, mm. yeah. Uh, Dai is in the comments. Morning, Dai, as is Kat. Uh, Dai has said, oh, and Renee has just chucked one in as well. Uh, Dai has said that uh, Jesus demonstrates uh, more powerfully his abilities by first doing something that people cannot see and then something they can see. So, yeah, they, he does the, the better thing first and then people are like, oh, well, you can't do that. Like, that's that's something only God can do. And he's like, well, I'll prove it. I'll heal him as well. And then you can see it. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, like three comments just came in as soon as I started talking about the comments. So Renee, Renee as well, uh, sickness and sin were inherently linked back then. Uh, so this man and his family may have been socially ostracized because of the perception of sin causing the sickness, either from uh, either sin from this man or his family. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, that's right. You know, quite often uh, people would say, Oh, you're, um, you're sick. So maybe your, your parents sinned or, um, or something like that, uh, and that's caused you to be, you know, unwell or paralysed or whatever. Uh, and last comment before uh, we come back to the discussion, uh, Dai also says, reminds me of uh, his words to his disciples later when he talks about those who see and believe compared to those who see without, uh, sorry, who believe without seeing, as in Thomas when Jesus is resurrected. Uh, that's where Doubting Thomas comes from. Um that yeah, Thomas didn't believe that Jesus was restored, uh, that he was resurrected. He said, "I won't believe it until I see the the holes in his hands and and the hole in his side and and things like mm -hmm. that." Um, yeah, that that Jesus loves people who well, he loves everyone, but um, he appreciates it when people believe him without seeing the um, the proof. I guess um, that's what faith is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, just oh, so many thoughts. I might track back to the one about sickness and forgiveness being linked. Yeah. That makes sense of a conversation Jesus has in another spot where people actually ask Jesus about that. Uh, something bad had happened, whether it was someone, I think it's someone who's blind and they go, oh, who, who sinned here? This guy's 
um, parents yeah. or did, did they sin or did his parents sin or something like that? Is that right? John 9, yeah. Oh, you found it. Nice. I, um, yeah. Or remembered it maybe. And, and so, um, yeah, there was that culture of it. And I've even been in interesting conversations today about that and because we can sort of go because Jesus sort of says, oh, they're not directly linked there. Like, you know, it doesn't doesn't work that way. It's not like every sickness is a response to a certain amount of sin or whatever. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's no connection between healing and forgiveness um, or sickness and sin. Uh, so he doesn't say nah, they've got nothing to do with each other either. Uh, and so, yeah, I've been in several really interesting conversations around the connection between, I get, you know, sin and forgiveness and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, people who have been healed quite miraculously, who believe it was very directly connected with them needing to repent of their sin. So needing to, well, not needing to, but like that it, when they repented, when they mm sought forgiveness for their sins that they were first set free from from that you know that they received forgiveness and then they were healed and like that was the order that it happened and they believed it was really important that it happened in that order um that if they'd just been healed that it wouldn't have really been that helpful for them um but because they were uh, forgiven first, that was very significant for them. Um, I've never really been able to draw any like proper theological conclusions, like as in I, like that I can really go. This is exactly how it works. But I've always been intrigued by the connections, and I feel like there's connections in the, this sort of passage. Makes you think that there might be, you know, that Jesus chooses this moment to put forgiveness of sins and healing together. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't make it easy for us and go one plus one equals two here. Mm. Uh, but you know, there's there's a connection in in this story, and and I think it's significant. I think it it's even more interesting when we look at the difference between cleanliness and sin, of which I I don't know much about. But in the passage before, we talks about clean like cleansing, um, and Jesus. Like it, last week we looked at the um, passage before, which is Jesus healing a man with leprosy. Um, and, and Jesus says, be clean. Um, and the leprosy heals this man. And in this one, Jesus says, friend, your sins are forgiven. And then the man is healed. Um, and it's interesting that Jesus kind of works in both. Um, like Jesus is both interested for this, because for this man, the leper man, um, the clean, the cleansing is so linked to his um, healing as well. Um, and it means that like him being cleaned of his leprosy and also probably that means some spiritual cleanliness means that he can go into society like we talked about last week. Mm. Um, and so before, like they're so linked there as well. Um, yeah, I love that these two passages are right next to each other because it kind of, begs some questions about, um, yeah, like maybe 
which are more important or should we should we think about both or um yeah because yeah, cleanliness is a much more jewish thing so i think um so yeah you're right there's so much more to both these healings than just feeling better yeah um that said you know as someone who's felt very sick a couple of times in my life feeling better is really good <laughs> and i don't think we should underestimate that as well you know like yeah. um, you know like still getting healed is great you know and I, like i have i have heard like preaching on things where they almost dismiss the healing it's like nah dude paralyzed person is no longer paralyzed that's really significant you know um but but absolutely there's more going on like having your sins forgiven <laughs> or, or being cleansed so that you can re-engage with your community and re-engage with your your spiritual practices which um you know allow you to engage in your relationship with god in a way that you were unable to um in the pre- that's in the previous passage from last week great mm. there's heaps going on yeah um one other thing I, I want to pick up on is sort of this third miracle or spiritual thing that happens in the passage it's, it's kind of subtle but um uh, obviously we've got the forgiveness of sins and the um the physical healing but there's something in between which i really like which is that um uh, verse 21 says the Pharisees and teachers of the law began to think to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy, who can forgive sins. But Jesus knew what they were asked, what they were thinking and calls them out on it. And like, they weren't, they weren't saying that they weren't vocalizing it, but he was like, you know, telepathy, mind reading, <laughs> you know, he's, he's God. So he knows, he knows what's what. Um, yeah. And I just love that he, he calls them out on it because they would have then been like, like that would have been a sign to them that um, that he was a bit more legit than than you know because they're they're already doubting him right like oh you're saying that his sins are forgiven but what is that like you don't have that power mm. um, they're thinking that and then for him to directly respond to their thoughts I think is is pretty great um, mm. yeah and they would have been like whoa <laughs> yeah um, I, I also think though he he knows. He, yeah, he, he knows the lay of the land, though. Like, he knows. He, I'm going to say stuff that stirs him up. Yeah. Um, he knows that saying your sins are forgiven will, will stir those guys up. Um, so I'm not sure in this situation how how supernatural that 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 power is. I feel like in other situations it's more. Sure. Like in this one. Of course, that's going to stir up the, sure. the Jewish elders. Um, yeah, sorry to put, yeah, just pushing back on that <laughs> one a little bit. No, that's, that's um, uh, like, yeah, I just, I guess I'm reading the Jesus knew what they were thinking more literally. Yeah, like you're reading it sort like, of mystically. Yeah. yeah whereas, but yeah, you, you, he might be able to pick up on body language and. Yeah, but also he he said he he's deliberately yeah. yeah he knows that you know he he he's an expert in the Jewish law himself so he knows that if he says that your sins are forgiven that that's going to yeah, sure. annoy the the other experts in the Jewish law because he knows that that's God's job and he, he so he's he's using this as a statement 
And, yeah. and this is this is a key part of the passage, isn't it? This is what one thing we learn about Jesus is he's totally okay with claiming to be God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, and this is one of the key passages where he he owns his divinity, I would say. Um, he he uses the name Son of Man. Um, he talks about having authority on earth to forgive sins. Son of Man, you know, an Old Testament um, name uh, from prophecy, uh, which would would give him sort of divine attributes. And so, uh, I won't go into all that now because it's nearly eight thirty. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, like this is this is one of those times where Jesus. You know, if you ever think Jesus didn't really claim to be God, I would say have a look at this one and see that he's yeah. he's certainly putting himself in that role here. Mm. And then backs it up with a fair dinkum miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's You love to see Jesus talking to talk and then walking to walk. Like it's, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it'd be one thing to say it, it'd be another thing to 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 not follow through. Mm. And I love that I love that the people go home praising God. Um yeah, and, and give give their praise to God. Um like that that's really cool. Um yeah, they kind of acknowledge that God had something to do with what was going on there. Um yeah. Yeah, they get it. The people get it. It's a great story. Mm. Uh, for our last few minutes, let's discuss our final question. How should this passage affect the way that we live? Should we be expecting more from Jesus? You know, when we ask for something, um, should we expect something different but better like or or be prepared for that to happen so you know um this guy was asking for physical healing he got spiritual healing um which is better um yeah i don't know so maybe maybe when we when we're asking god for things we should be prepared to hear um something that we're not expecting which is not not exactly what we're asking for, but something, something better. So I, I don't know. You might be asking for a, a good result on your upcoming exams, um, or for help studying, uh, something like that. And he might, you know, not not give you that. Not you know, I don't know. Um, but then, you know, that causes something else to happen. You know, maybe you get into a different course than the one you were hoping for, and that leads you down a different path. And that's that's actually a better path in the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. What other people think? I see what you're saying. Is in they they arrive hoping for healing, and they they leave with a package deal. Um, yeah. So be alert to what else God might want to give you beyond just the specific thing you're looking for. Mm. Yeah, my example might not have been the best, but yeah, yeah. That would that resonates with what that resonates with my personal life experience. You know, if you just focus on the one thing that you want from God, um, 
you might miss out on some great things that other things that he wants to give you. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, dies in the chat, uh, her response to what should we do with this passage uh, today? Uh, we should praise God. That's mm. always a good takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> but then she also asks, if Jesus had stopped at the spiritual healing, how, do we, how would we feel? Uh, mm. We need to be prepared that answers to our prayers are not always as we expect, but what God deems best. Yeah, I think that's picking up on what you said, Andy, like, yeah, just being ready to be open to to what God wants to do. And, yeah, yeah well, I asked if it was just the healing, how would we feel? But what about if it was just the forgiveness as well, you know? Oh, no, that's uh, what you meant. Yeah, she said oh, sorry? healing. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I read it wrong. My, my, my apologies. Yeah. So yeah, um, what if it was just the forgiveness? Yeah. Um, yeah, how would we feel about that? Um, a great question to ask yourself. Yeah, I mean that could that could be an action. You know, just how should we respond? Go away and think about that. Mm. Um, reflect on it. Sorry, just a big loud noise outside my door. Oh, um, we didn't pick it up on your mic, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm struck by the fact that Jesus um, kind of, well, he says, he says friend here, so I assume he's talking to the paralyzed man. But Jesus, who is God and, like, is, is fully God, um, looks, at a, looks at a man in, I imagine it as looks, looks at them in the face and says, friend. Um, like I love that initial word. And then says your sins are forgiven, which is totally mind-blowing. But I, I just love that this is friend. Um, that's really cool to me. Um, yeah, that Jesus could be so familiar and then so divine in saying that your sins are forgiven. But the, like, wow, um, yeah. is so cool. Yeah, it's it's a great hint at the the relationship that Jesus brings that, you know, that we can have a relationship with God uh, where, yeah, he calls us friend. He calls us uh, child, you know, son, daughter. Um, yeah. That's so cool, isn't it? It's so personal and so like God-like at the same time, you know, <laughs> like the huge ruler of the universe who can forgive all sin. And then I'm calling you my friend or my mate, you know, like <laughs> that's great. All right, we are at 8.30, so let's uh, wrap this one up. Ella, do you have our closing prayer uh, easily accessible? I do, I do. All right. Do you want to lead us in that? I can. Can do, Kit. Awesome. Thank you. Lord and Heavenly Father, you have brought us safely to this new day. Keep us by your mighty power. Protect us from sin. Guard us from every kind of danger. And in all we do this day, direct us in the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, great to have you with us, Annie. Ella, great uh, to chat with you this morning. We'll be back next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. For those of you who join us live, great to have you. And those who contribute in the chat, thank you for your contributions. Uh, do keep spreading the word and yep. like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, <laughs> all that rubbish. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep doing this every Tuesday. And uh, bye for now. Have a great Tuesday.
morning, afternoon, evening. Bye. 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 <laughs>